Hey, this is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. Let's roll. 17. How great if that had been a 20. How great would it have been if it had been a 20 and then I also rolled... And, and got it was a 20. 21? Oh, my God. <laughs> With that Somehow it came modifier. up 21, like, <laughs> yeah. on your D20, magically. Yeah. That is the magic of 2021. That's exactly right. Happy New Year, everybody. We did it. We did it. So it was the last Adventure Zone of 2020, and this is the first Romancing the Zone of 2021. How cute. A little bridge. It's just us shaking hands over a wall with the McElroy's. <laughs> I don't know. I, I liked I liked the metal image better of us being like the firing of the champagne cork like out of the bottle. <laughs> we are the champagne cork sailing into the new year. Love that. <laughs> Wait, we are the cork? Apparently. Okay, great. I mean, I don't know. We can be the champagne if you'd rather, I guess. Huh? But I mean, whatever magic it is, that's us. <laughs> what are we even talking about anymore? I don't even know. <laughs> this is kind of how they start their show. It's like a weird dice talk, talking about some health issues, like yeah, yeah. Oh, a slow roll into it. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, sometimes <laughs> you got to talk about the kidney stones before you get started. You have to get that well, not out of your system. But I mean, well, he was uh... working on it. Hopefully, he's feeling better now. Fingers crossed. But we do start out uh, leveling up. Yes. We've got the boys moving on up. They have battle experience, life experience, and love experience. Yeah, that was in the um, <laughs> Dojin Companion comic. Uh-huh. Which would be great. Let's let's work on that. It really would be. Uh, you do also have to be following them on the forums and keeping up with the YouTube channel because that is where you're getting <laughs> oh the gosh. extra, extra pieces of information. This is probably why I feel so lost all the time. <laughs> that might be it. But that's why we're here, to help walk everybody through it all. And so, yes, starting with their leveling up, um, it was all very surface level for the mm-hmm. most part. Uh, Fitzroy got a little bit more barbaric. You love to mm-hmm. see it. He also can attack twice now, which I liked that uh, Griffin kind of brushed it off. And Trav came in like, no, no, no. You mm-hmm. never know mm-hmm. how good that can be. It is great. I did also really appreciate that joke of uh, between the... From the streets to the sheets. From the streets to the character <laughs> sheets. I was like, that is... So that was funny. <laughs> that can be workshopped into some sort of merch for sure. The sheets. The character sheets. <laughs> Like that's brilliant. Or they can start selling. Uh, they can start selling Fitzroy's barbarian juice. Maybe this could be like some kind Oof. of I don't know, like a protein powder, a Gatorade, it or something. It sounds horrendous. So I'm with you. <laughs> but it's okay if you wanted to eat, drink the barbarian juice and are not sure how it's going to react. We've got the fear bowl with his nature ward, which mm. protects from poison and disease. I mean, that's great. Good point. Yeah. And then he just says he had some more new spells. You love to hear it. Mm-hmm. And Sweet Argo is more constituted <laughs> <laughs> and ever more dexterous. Oh, my God. Love that mood. I, I pull that shit when I, I character mean, create. I'm just if like, you're going to be good. Be the fucking best. That's, ooh, yeah. ooh. Yeah, exactly. Put that on the shirt. 2021, baby. That's the <laughs> attitude. You can also be reliable with your reliable talent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where do I get the reliable talent juice? I think that's the one I want. <laughs> yeah, this whole idea of never dropping below 10. Mm-hmm. And I, of course, loved their back and forth side. <laughs> that's reliable. As Clint hell. wanting it to sound cooler. <laughs> who do you want picking you up? Wild Jim? <laughs> <laughs> there are some people who would go for that. Like, you know, it would be a trip. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Let's roll those dice. <laughs> oh, no. It's just, I'm just now recalling it. Like, no one's rolled a 10, but man, that's so wild. <laughs> so wild. Oh, great. Ooh, and you know, starting off with this kind of hangout sesh, chit-chatty, lighthearted sort of talk is perfect because we're having a sleepover at oh Althea's house. <laughs> I, I really do have questions in the course of like the sort of intro to this when Travis was talking about what Althea made them for dinner, which was a, uh, like yeah. a nice thing to think about, to be worried about that possibility. Like, oh, oh. you've got company. you got to figure out what you're going to make. Mm-hmm. I, I now really have a lot of questions about what people in this fantasy world 
eat. Right. It's like, you know, not fast food, but if you don't have a lot of time, you don't have a lot of prep Convenience space. food, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What are you making? What's the right. fantasy mac and cheese? Him saying it was in boxes, I was like, I love that because like the joke in the show, like is if this is a show, that's the joke. She opens the pantry and it's full of like hamburger helper and you're like, wait, <laughs> right. what? what? I thought we were in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> well, they don't have like a microwave. So I was thinking like, are there like Satino's pizza rolls, but mm-hmm. they're enchanted. So as soon as you open the box, they're like instantly hot or something. Oh, or you just stick the pan over the fire. Yeah. Could be. I feel like there's a market here for this. Gosh, and I literally like, I just imagined an apartment, like an apartment I've lived in. Right. <laughs> That's just it. We're in modern times. She's got her fluorescent overhead lighting. Yeah. Yes. And for what it's worth, I must say, if you are like me, you don't eat p- uh, pizza rolls out of the microwave anyway. Always in the oven. That's the best. If you're going to have a pizza roll, you might as well have one that's yeah, nice yeah. and crunchy. <laughs> that goes with your shirt. If you're going to be good, why not make it? Exactly. <laughs> Same energy. <laughs> If you're going to have a little excuse for cheese and pepperoni stuffed into a little <laughs> dough ball, make it crunchy. Make it good. Get that crisp on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, my note does say, how panicked was Althea to suddenly have to home and feed three idiot <laughs> oh <my gosh>. boys <laughs> with no planning time? And right. clearly not enough pillows. I mean, I don't think oh. there was any scenario in which she could possibly have had enough pillows since apparently Fitzroy no, apparently... Has, is a pillow pervert was, I believe, the term they settled on. <laughs> pillow yeah. pervert. Mm-hmm. Apparently there is never enough pillows in any situation because this is also not the first time. Like, no, I, I knew this we was coming. This. Yes, we already knew. <clears throat> right. Griffin needs mm-hmm. a ton of pillows. So it's a thing. <laughs> it is known. <laughs> Fitzroy picked that one up. That's the bridge. <laughs> Also, like, I mean, I guess pillows exist in this world, in this yeah. fantasy yeah. world. It's just another <laughs> modern comfort thing that you don't really think about. Like, I've never actually the idea seen one. <laughs> that pillows wouldn't be invented in a fantasy yeah. world. Brittany, I have some questions about what you think people have been doing for hundreds of years in terms of their sleeping arrangements. Sleeping on rocks. Mm. Like, I mean, there are certainly, there are cultures that sleep on like a wooden headrest instead of a pillow. Like that is definitely a thing. That's but, true. Right. You know, you would have something, something in the pillow vicinity. <laughs> Again, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the idea that like, I see like, I'm looking at my bed. I'm seeing those pillows. Mm. Like, yeah. not like a feather stuffed, blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking, like, you went to Tempur-Pedic. You've got right, your he's got, like, pillow. the cool like, gel pillow. Ex- yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's got one of those My Pillows from TV. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah I assume they have. <laughs> he's got the one that's fancy and goes between your legs, like, perfectly. Fantasy yeah. Casper mattress, maybe, yes. for Althea. Fantasy Casper. There's fantasy. Uh, those, what do you call those big anime pillows? He's, they've got those. Oh, my God. <laughs> they've got the only those ones have like pictures of the heroes on them <laughs> oh absolutely there's definitely a, a smaller but definitely existent market for yes. the ones with villains on them yes mm-hmm. oh of course you have to get those ones off the dark gary web though <laughs> oh yes that's the gary that winks too much that's how you know that like oh that's how you're gonna make those connections oh boy i just i just viscerally pictured like gary at a, an anime con being the one booth that has like the yaoi paddles <laughs> oh, oh no how dare you how dare you bring that we are in We're 2021 <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry i should not bring that energy into this new year <laughs> i do love the imagery of one little Gary with like one of those huge booths behind him with all the stuff you can come get. Mm. I just miss booths and being able to buy stuff from them. Right? Yeah. Wild. That's how you know that we are truly all indoor cats now because like the idea <laughs> of going and being jostled and just in the mob of people in a dealer's hall or in like the San Diego exhibit <laughs> hall is like, ah, oh, I miss it. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm the Gary in this situation, I think, but I still miss that. That's true. Anne is more used to being the Gary. That's true. I had so much fun. One time I uh, was at New York Comic Con with you, and I would mostly hang out at your booth with you, and I loved it. That was a fun mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. You, you were good at the, like, keeping the energy level up and being uh. like, hey, this stuff is great. And I'm just kind of like, I don't know, man. I'm here. You can buy it. You don't have oh. to. It's fine. I am your hype girl 100%. I like to imagine you as, like, the carnival barker, like, get your plush here. Oh, plush you want here. a cutie little plush? <laughs> How about you, good sir? Are you there with the pumpkin on your head. Come over here. <laughs> Come look at this little candy corn wearing a bow tie. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's what I'll do next time. We're gonna make it even better. <laughs> Can't wait. I think I miss I miss traveling. I miss I see yeah. I miss my excuse to have a pocket Gary. Mm. You know, now you have a pocket Gary, but it's just in your house and that's kinda right. weird. You're right? like, well, I have, right, this one that can go anywhere, but I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fortunately, they have him since Althea does not yeah. have a Gary. Mm-hmm. Yes. I do love the entire concept of Gary's. And thank goodness we do have this Pocky Gary, which sounds so cute. Everything oh about gosh. it. And then the little the voice, voice Travis has for it. <laughs> I love it. I love everything about it. Also, can I just say, this is all, like, this is primo fanfic territory. These three boys having a sleepover (laughs) in a big living room. Like, this feels like a listener won the ability to have their prompts (laughs) written up and added to the story. And I love it. I think it's great energy. I am here for it. And I support it entirely. Mm-hmm. I do have a note that I wrote down during the scene that yeah. at the time felt really important to me. Mm-hmm. And enough so that I wrote it down on my phone during my first listen, which I don't usually do. Oh, wow. So Gary can print. Pocket Gary can print. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like little <laughs> little bitty. <laughs> the Game Boy Color printer or the, yeah. Is it is it the mouth or the butt? Oh. So here's how I... <laughs> And first of all, that's the best way you could have asked that question. I don't know something about your delivery. Just excellent. Um, in my mind, I picture Gary's as being on like a little pedestal, like on the little like, mm, so in my like mind, that kind of houses all this stuff. So that's where the little paper uh, would come out, mm, like okay. on the base he's sitting on. That's fair. But I don't know. Yeah. That could work. What do you think? I kind of saw it as like hands out. Oh. And then it just like kind of prints from his chest area. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I think I was thinking of a lot of, you know, sort of meme things of candy dispensers, of, of you know, or Mickey Mouse or, or home appliances or things where they've made some really unfortunate choices about where to put the sort of yeah. operational bits mm-hmm. of a yeah. thing shaped like a character. Uh-huh. But I, I mean, I think I, I think I prefer mouth. I think I like that idea of him just sort of, it's sort of like he's sticking his tongue out, but he can print things. Mm-hmm. Cute. Maybe, yeah. maybe he doubles as a label printer. Oh, oh yeah. I wonder also, can you take a picture with the specs and then oh, it'll print oh. out with Gary? Oh. I, I say yes. I say, yeah, take that idea and run with it, boys. And, you know, so sometimes it'll be like mission pictures. Sometimes it'll be just a cute ussy of the three of them. Mm. Yeah, you know, they're they're taking pictures right now during this slumber party. Absolutely. Of course. They're oh, using Pocket Gary as a photo booth as soon as they've, they've done with this, the business side. Exactly. They're like, well, now that that's all settled. And even better, if it wasn't even good enough to imagine them getting little pictures of themselves off of Gary, the thing that they do print out to read this letter from Barb, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, like the first of all, was like, yeah, sure, let's go on a date. You're a bit younger than a white go for, but why not? This is the new ship, yeah. <laughs> also, what is he trying to do? What is he trying to get from the... I still don't get it. I think, in fairness to Argo, he did write to her that before they, like, kind of got yeah. that info from um, Althea. Uh-huh. But so, I just... Why? I, I, just I really know don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he was trying to glean from I thought from we were it. trying to get Barb on our team. And I mean, he's... <laughs> I mean, now she totally is. He did do that. She's also yeah. a very good friend to Althea, and I do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that basically Barb in this scenario and and most of the people that, that Argo meets are sort of way more tolerant of him yeah. and his chaos than he deserves. <laughs> but but I mean, it kind of it kind of works out, right? Because people just sort of decide they want to be friends with him. And that uh-huh. may not seem useful now, but we don't know what's going to happen yeah. in the future. So maybe he's kind of, it seems really pointless, but then, you know, at the last minute, it's going to be sort of an Avengers Endgame kind of thing. Where Love. like, oh, these random people he accidentally flirted with are going to show up or something. <laughs> yes. Listen, this is Chekhov's roast. They've talked about it so much that we have to have a roast before all of this comes to a close. That might be the moment. Absolutely. And then yeah. all of a sudden, uh, Barb is there. Of course. Fitzroy's mom is there. Why not? And it's just all of the people throughout his correspondence that he's been flirting with apparently this whole time are going to show up and help out their boy Argo. <laughs> This is going to 
venturing wildly into fanfic territory like this entire episode it can't not because yeah even like my own notes are just me going on and on about how cute this is because i even wrote the image of these boys inexplicably in cute pjs where did they get them from who knows in cute pjs sitting around in bedding discussing argo's correspondence follies and accidentally asking out it's just too cute like even if it's being like did you ask out my mom and him being like i mean i guess probably accidentally. <laughs> they keep accidentally being in a fantasy 80s movie and it you know it works it really does because even then it's like the energy of like oh we're cute and we're friends and we're all hanging out but also we've got some big plans that we got to do and mm-hmm. it's serious business mm-hmm. yeah and the fear bulk is really scared about that too like yeah. hashtag relatable not really being sure about the future yeah mm-hmm. because we know in two days first they're gonna case the joint tomorrow mm-hmm. and then two days after that it's like okay there's gonna some big event is gonna be happening and that's when we're gonna move um and they have an understanding of how the hog works which is like my eyes glazed over each time i listen oh my to gosh. it but- <laughs> mm-hmm. i wrote it down just in case just in case it's going to be important i have written it down so i do i do have a mental map like in my head i have the the cgi like thing with the dramatic heist music playing over it in my brain (laughs) in case we need it yeah the delivery of this was perfect it is it's hard yeah especially because we're not players and it's not Mm -hmm. going to come you know super important for us to know exactly exactly yeah i i also had the eyes glazed over and everything but it, I very much saw with the music behind it and 100%. Travis's delivery, yeah. just a very anime scene mm-hmm. of the blueprints and adorable drawings of them like moving <laughs> the, the processes of the bureaucracy and like, you know, the mail goes here and da da da. Like, oh. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was all very. Like a little animated Marauders map kind of kind of deal, maybe where you could just sort of track one contract, Ooh, like going through the fun. building on her little maps. Yes. Love that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. That'd be great. Right. Where it's like beat by beat. And that's the thing too. I don't want that to sound like a read against Travis. I love yeah, no. that it is so complex because that is the point that it's like, oh, there's so much here. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't, it would not have the same impact if he was just like, oh yeah, it's going to take like seven levels before anybody gets into the the room. It's right. like, no. oh no, he knows exactly how this all works out. Mm-hmm. And now that we all know, it is like, okay, you're going to have to maybe get a little bit more clever than just breaking through a wall but which that comes <laughs> up later but yeah it's it's very impressive how complex and layered mm. this entire thing is and yeah. yeah the music the visuals you can you, yes. you see it you see exactly what he's going for it's great yes. but ultimately yes it is scary and i really like that uh the fear bug was sharing that those feelings again mm-hmm. sleepover mm-hmm. talk yeah yeah. And as most sleepovers end, uh, they do end with a death pact. Oh my god, it's so <laughs> cute. Boy, death pacts. And um, I did have to write down the line, they don't say this verbatim, but essentially the line, um, dreams of death pacts in the land nod was <laughs> a little send-off I had. I'm like, that kind of sounds like it would be a book or like an yeah. album title. Or that's like the, at least the chapter title, right? For this, yes. for this section. Ooh, I love, it. love that. But, you know, I do also have to say, I had this realization listening to it the second time. Um, When we look at all of the seasons so far of the Adventure Zone, obviously every single one of them, the mini games they played, the huge arcs they've done, Mm -hmm. all of them have incredibly endearing characters. And, you know, obviously we love the player characters. We love all the NPCs they come up with. I feel like for what it's worth, and this is just my thought on it, I feel like this group of player characters with these boys, to me, they feel the closest. Like, I feel Mm. like by the end of Balance, obviously, those boys all love each other a lot. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. No questions asked. Um, And even then, of course, Amnesty, like there was such camaraderie there. But I feel like as, as far as like closeness and like cuteness and like we we're all in this together and like there's no question you know Fitzroy isn't holding out on the other two and Fearbulg isn't standoffish because that's what Fearbulgs mm-hmm. do it's two boys going yeah death pack let's do it and all of them <laughs> like very cute again PJs pillows everywhere yeah boy talk let's have a death pact if one of us dies we all go <laughs> it's it's a different kind of of friendship like and I think yeah. it tracks very well with them being younger characters as well yes. it feels more like like a younger, like a teen or a younger adult kind of friendship where uh-huh. you have that level of like really intense bond really fast. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like you guys are my friends. You mean a whole bunch to me. I'm glad I'm here with you. 
these are anime con friends like yeah. 100 <laughs> percent. right that's how they met shady gary over at the yaoi booth <laughs> yeah i mean it's, to- it, well, it's totally like we we have spent three and a half days together and now we are yeah. bonded for life <laughs> oh yes i love it it's very cute it's very cute i think of all of them i just had that realization where i was like yeah i feel like they feel the closest they feel like the most all in for each other Mm-hmm. Not saying that the others mm-hmm. weren't. Those are more like grown up, like adult friendships. It's more of a slow burn, right? It's yeah, like a different, yeah. It's a different vibe. Exactly. And then the other thing I really did like about that moment was Justin taking that opportunity to reflect on the fact that this is a big thing they're about to get into. They oh, don't yeah. know exactly yeah. what's going to happen <clears throat> at the hog, but it will likely change everything. And I right. appreciated that too. The whole like, yeah. yeah, you can't unring a bell. There's no going mm-hmm. back after this. Exactly. Yeah. This sort of scene is very much on the precipice of something and they mm-hmm. don't know what that's going to be. Yeah. Right. And so I like that. Of course, you know, there's a lot of levity, but there is a seriousness to this. That Like right. we are moving forward and we do have to get this thing going. Yeah. Like it's so. goofy, but not at the expense of the fact that like there's a mission that has to be done and we right. understand the magnitude of it. Mm-hmm. And Gray understands the magnitude of it as he hooks them up with an endless line of credits at Excuse Barnes and Nobles. Me, Demon Prince Sugar Daddy Gray. Excuse me. They're like black card for the Barnes and Nobles. Oh, they like kicked those doors open, walked in slow mo, just flashing that card. Just hear that music pumping behind them. Somehow there's just blinding light coming in the doorway behind them as they walk in, all in sunglasses. Fitzroy's definitely wearing that clothes. 100%. <laughs> Dramatic flip, you know, as the door is closed behind them, the cape goes up and out. Yes, this is the scene exactly. All sponsored by Grey and this weird friendship uh, teamwork, possible romance? I don't know. We'll talk about it later, but it is already paying off. And I really like how the boys went into the shopping trip with the decision to have to commit to the items and make the plan work around what they get versus Mm -hmm. making a plan first and kind of taking the easier path of getting the items afterwards. I like that. I think that's fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And it it made more sense that this was kind of like, I mean, I don't know whether they were sort of implying that maybe it was mail order or whatever, but I like the idea that they have, it's some, that this is a flashback to something that they did before that we've just Mm. sort of put in this, in this section now because it makes more sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it could be if we wanted to fit it in with them actually going, well, to the store, because there's probably a Barnes and Nobles nearby. Um, Mm -hmm. If they got the message from Gray, even after that day with Althea, like if she was like, okay, you guys, I have to finish working. And they're like, okay, cool. We'll go have a baby's day afternoon out (laughs) in the city. And then they get a little like message on the notebook from Gray that's like, hey, you idiots, I opened up a line of credit for you. And they're like, oh my God, thanks, daddy. And then they went over to Barnes and Nobles. That's how I see it. That's how it went. Yes, there you go. 100%. I can say that I, I did send in an item for this oh, <laughs> when yeah. i saw travis was asking for more and i did send one in which my mother is a little bit angry because i i had said something to her that that was what i was doing <laughs> and she kind of made a suggestion which was not really what i wound up going with exactly uh-huh. but it was sort of the seed of it so now she's upset that she didn't get credit but it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> selected anyway so i guess it it evens out <laughs> i appreciate her enthusiasm i appreciate her wanting to be on the stage with you um well what did you what did you have uh i i sent in well she had said that it should be could it be a chocolate bobka and i was like what would that even uh, for a heist what would that even mean um and i couldn't i couldn't make any sense of that the heads or tails Mm. and uh but what i came up with was um the the snack which is s-n-a-c-c Uh, which I, I will post this on Twitter since it's kind of hard to describe it verbally. But the idea is that it is a box, like a bakery box, a really pretty one from a fancy bakery. Yeah. And it contains dessert or some other kind of item if you're anti-dessert, I guess. And mm-hmm. uh, you can use it as a distraction. So like whatever it is, it's so magically delicious and smells so amazing that it's a, an area of effect that it will distract everyone in the immediate area. 
But you also have to roll to not be distracted and try to eat the dessert. So it's kind of, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword that you can deploy this and, and, you know, if there's a guard on the door or something, they will get real busy with these delicious donuts or whatever else might be in there. Um, But you also have to make sure that you're not distracted. But it was not, it was not used, which is fine because I, and I knew like whatever, whatever he winds up picking, I know they're going to be good because I I know what people, what people send in for this kind of stuff. They're all good. Yeah. I'm always impressed with the detail the ingenuity like Mm -hmm. it's always just like wow how did you come up with that what is it whoa and then you like wrote it down you made it make sense yeah and be funny (laughs) or then sometimes it's literally just a janitor's uniform and (laughs) that's completely hilarious and perfect it's it's so brilliant it's genius i do have to say i think the snack s-n-a-c-c is amazing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> please share it with everybody yeah i will post it online so people can use it in their own games if they want mm-hmm. to i'm not gonna i'm oh, not gonna perfect. keep it to myself it's, it's too good it has to mm-hmm. be shared with the world much like a snack exactly exactly that's the whole point of a snack <laughs> Brittany. you get it you know <laughs> i would never roll to save myself i would oh. always be like in on the snack with the people i'm distracting <laughs> <laughs> they like look up like i'm just there too like oh hi <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I just happen to have this box of delicious donuts. Uh, would anybody care to? And then eight people are suddenly like, oh, yeah, let me get in on that. That's, there you go. Maybe you can use it to become the most popular person at the hog. Oh, there we go. Perfect. A new use for your snack. Mm-hmm. And then I'll take that moment of distraction and rub a bag on all of their faces. <laughs> Yeah, these other items, I I really like all the things the boys chose. I jotted them down. I didn't say everything that they do. But again, in case we need it for later, um, (laughs) I did love Fitz grabbing the mustache wax, which absolutely, there's no way it wasn't meant for Argo, but I love that Fitz took it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Although definitely, like, if you're you're writing an item for these guys, you must assume that if you write it specifically for someone that there's a strong possibility one of the other two will take it and Mm -hmm. that will be funnier. (laughs) Absolutely. Because then Argo takes the just a janitor's uniform. And I, the scene for me in the movie is Fitzroy picking up the uniform and Argo seeing the mustache wax and then the other one being like, oh, hey, can I have that? And then yes, they just, you Mm -hmm. think one is going to take the one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's a funny little 80s joke. Yeah, yeah. I like that. (laughs) And then Fearbulk, very clever, getting the mask, because I I appreciate how aware Justin is. He said it exactly. No Fearbulgs are living mm-hmm. the life that this Fearbulg is living. So, like, mm-hmm. he's yeah, yeah. completely out of his element and will stand out. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Like If this was, um like, in Shadowrun, which is not a game that I super love, but I do enjoy an actual play of it, um, there's a thing called distinctive style that you can take, which mm-hmm. has advantages, but the disadvantage is, like, you are a weirdo and people always notice when you come in and it can be a problem. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I like that as a... Uh, that coming into a game where it's not normally a mechanic, you know, to have the idea of he stands out and that's going to affect the way that people perceive him and then affects his ability to do the things that he wants to do. And that you do like including that in some way in your storytelling, I thought was, uh, was very clever and interesting. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely agree. And then these other items that they have, I think it's just going to be very, it's, it's going to be intriguing to see if they find moments to use them. Mm -hmm. The birthday boomers. (laughs) The humming bard, which sounds very cute, and then the uh, the re-anchoring stone sounds absolutely wild. Yeah, that's some real like Mission Impossible yeah. like stuff, right? I kind <laughs> of yeah, I kind of imagine it being like that scene in Inception when they're fu- in the hallway and the hallway is just spinning. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, right. Let's get some of that. Now I want to watch Inception. Let's do it. <laughs> Derek wants to watch it too. Derek's like, please, it's one of my fave films. <laughs> <laughs> he cannot get enough of what's that dude's name? <laughs> Christopher Nolan or Leonardo well, that... DiCaprio or um who is the one I'm thinking of? Hold on, let me see. He's got three Tom names. Hardy. No, oh yeah, that Joseph one. Gordon-Levitt. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> he can't get enough of him. He just said the net meow. That was that was who he said. That was it. <laughs> Either that or, or Derek was upset that he was not a magical item in some way. We should have, mm. we could have made a Derek oh item. Oh my God. A he cat is a, a magical item. Yeah. You just release a cat and it just causes so much chaos that no one can focus <laughs> on their jobs. That's great. <laughs> it absolutely is something that these boys would do. <laughs> just let a cat into the hog. It was everybody's favorite day. <laughs> 
<laughs> and chaos with a capital C is like, you know what, boys, you did it. <laughs> They're going to have to have one of those uh, like viral uh, meme signs on the door that says like, do not do not let Biscuit in or whatever that cat's name is that <laughs> keeps breaking into the library in Italy or wherever. <laughs> Forget. Oh, my God. I don't think I know Biscuit. I'm going to have to look this up. I don't think it's Biscuit. It's something it's something else. But yeah, I've seen more than one thing of like Biscotti. one was a library and I think one was like a museum gift shop where they oh. they had to put a sign on the door so that you didn't yeah. let the cat in. I've seen the one that's like, this cat does not live here. Please stop letting him in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exactly. Oh my goodness, Derek, that's you. That's you and the hog. Instead of it being a one-time item, this is now a permanent item. You have released this cat and you cannot stop it. You can't stop it. <laughs> so that's the next scene. We're cutting, we cut back to the hog. The boys are holding a cat. The cat gets away before they can get in with it. But that was part of the plan. <laughs> it's part of every plan. <laughs> so I guess we'll just have to go on without him. And we do mm-hmm. get now a, another sort of description of the hog, a little bit more world building here. Mm-hmm. It did help me sort of get a visual of where we are walking in with yeah. like the open atrium. It's like big atrium, and, yeah. Yeah. And so it's three floors up from the mm-hmm. from the first level, right? And then three floors down, a basement, basement levels. Oh, is it three floors of basement? I think I did not yeah. know it went down Yeah, before. it's that three makes floors sense. of basement. Okay. Yeah. I also kind of glazed over at this. And I do want to, again, give a shout out to Trav for yes. doing this amazing world building. I just need to be better at and what I will say, <laughs> again, if I were playing, I would yeah. be taking notes. And then I realize, I mean, I am taking notes as I listen <laughs> to it. So why not? But you know. But as a player, and I think it's exactly like you said earlier, it's one of those things where it's like if we needed to know and be on our feet and be ready to respond, of course, yes, we mm-hmm. would have taken the time, yeah. fig- like memorized all of this. But mm-hmm. as people who get to just stand on the sidelines and we're like at a basketball game, it's just all right. of us behind Eating a little popcorn. table, yep. low microphones. And Do popcorn. not need to know the rules. You just mm-hmm. need to <laughs> just yeah. need to cheer a little bit, right? <laughs> Exactly. I, I mean, I think the the most important thing is like those those upper floors are probably not going to matter. There's sort of administration and and yeah. all these other people who are who are stationed up there. The where they need to get into is the sub basements because that those three floors are all records because it's Bingo. processing and payroll and then the archives being the lowest sub basement. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes, which does mean that what sounded like Griffin's idea of bringing a T-Rex in here to just smash up the place <laughs> isn't necessarily the best course of action. And they're going to have to get a yeah. little bit more clever as much as we apparently love the idea of bringing animals into the hog. <laughs> Snippers, thank you so much for your work. This is how oh we understand gosh. how mm-hmm. all of these things function. MVP. MVC. Yeah. But Travis makes sure that they know that there is the, the emergency like exit system or the fire alarm yes. or whatever for the sublevels is only going to work upwards. So they can't use it to sneak into the lower level. Yeah. And they can't, no one really, like even some of the higher up people, if you don't have the right badge, you right. either have no access to those sub-basements where the records are or you have to have an escort. Mm-hmm. So yeah, even Althea, they say, even she, she can get down into the records room. However, she would have to be escorted mm-hmm. by somebody else. Yes. So it's going to be a little tough. But first things first, where's Taryn? Oh, there she is. Good morning. <laughs> Poor beleaguered Taryn is oh, just... Oh, she's so tired. Yeah. <laughs> she's so tired. Which is why she's at the coffee kiosk getting... She's got her Trenty extra caffeinated coffee. <laughs> it's just, it's huge. And a it's scone, It's so big. Also, good morning to you. I wrote Handsome Mike initially because he said he was a big, <laughs> handsome ogre. I was like, oh, Handsome Mike. <laughs> handsome Chef Mike. Good morning. Yeah, and now both of them, both Taryn and Mike, have to deal with Fitz rolling up and asking for what is Listen, I don't drink coffee. Mm-hmm. I don't go to Starbucks. <laughs> I what used to the make hell coffee. is a dry latte? <laughs> The way I I loved what he said with no liquid in it at all. So you can do it. So the way it works is lattes, you you um, foam the milk. Like that's how you get like that layer of foam. You put it yeah. in like this little thing. And so like you can foam the hell out of it and essentially have okay. like a cup of foam, which it sounds like oh. he was requesting a mic to begin with. Okay. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Because I was like, what what would you put in it if it's not? You know, if it's not liquid, what are you, what are you doing? Right, right. I mean, it's it's a very goofy request, which is why Mike was like, I mean, yeah, but yes, usually you have at least some liquid in your latte. I've been like, Argo was like, well, I'll take the liquid. Like, you can 
give it to me. I'll I'll take it. That'd be great. And then, well, if I'm gonna have a scope, let's put the liquid back in there. <laughs> the little like uh from Mike. I was like, that's perfect. Well done, Trev. Also, we can get up there and get to Terrence. Be like, girl, let's talk about my problems with we Susan. Gotta go talk about Susan. <laughs> I did love this little ruse just to not let anything on. We we don't know if we can trust handsome Mike yet. So it also was very cute. This idea of like Fitzroy's gonna grab her, go to the table. Argo, oh, I'll wait here. I'll wait here and you know wait for our coffee. So yeah, you mm-hmm. guys probably go flirt and with chat. handsome Chef Mike. Exactly. He saw an opportunity. He took it. He'll probably write him <laughs> a weird letter later where he asks him out. Oh, definitely. <laughs> he does it. Via a review for the kiosk. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fantasy Yelp. Yes. I do also love that Taryn's like, wait, were you serious about that stuff with Susan? I'm like, no, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> she had to check, though. What does she know? You guys are always coming up with something. I, it was mm-hmm. a fair question from her. Um, But the important stuff that we do get from Taryn is that, yes, pretty much everybody will be at this event mm-hmm. happening tomorrow. And that only employees like her and mail carriers or really go to the records. Yeah. There is apparently a mail carrier room that's, <laughs> you know, important. <laughs> oh, also, we learned that the records room is so incredibly dense. There's 28 pocket dimension cabinets. There's magic exhaust that little, like, fairies or lichen or something eat. It's wild. Yeah. There's so mm-hmm. much here. Yeah, that was very cool. Like, I like that as yeah. an idea that it's not just... Because I was thinking, is it going to be some you know, magically enormous room or something where they're going to have to do all of mm. this. But, you know, you, you can't have like a server room in a heist right. movie that's sent in a fantasy world, except that's basically what they do have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I like that idea. And I'm, I'm intrigued by this magical exhaust. I am assuming that something is going to go haywire with that at some point. Yeah. Like, would you set that up? Would you really be thinking about that if there wasn't right. some possibility that something mm-hmm. was going to go wrong with it? Exactly. He's at least creating the opportunity that Mm -hmm. should this be of use here it is yeah and they also have no way to determine which of these files are important like regardless Mm. of how they were stored there's no way to know like you can't just pick some of them and destroy them they're really going to have to get everything to have the impact that they want Uh which does make sense you would just file them you know according to name and then if you're a person who needs to know i'm sure there are people within who know exactly where the most important files are but Mm -hmm. for sorting sake yeah it would just be alphabetical plus Mm -hmm. i will also just say at this moment when they were talking about this event that everybody has to go to i was like why now this seems a little sus what Mm -hmm. are we doing what is this yeah i was also concerned by it when it was introduced as a concept it's like that that feels like it's going to be something it's too convenient yeah So, more on that later. (laughs) For now, most importantly, uh, we have our boys getting some more info. Thank you so much, Taryn. Also, way to go, Fearbulg. (laughs) A couple things. Our dear boy, Fearbulg, he does get both Taryn and Chef Mike's likenesses. (laughs) Mm-hmm. With the help of Argo, which means also Fearbulg is picking up on Setterfuge, and I'm very proud of him. <laughs> well, except when he's using an ice knife on someone's <laughs> coffee. <laughs> it did take him a moment. That's true. That's true. He did get there eventually, though. He does oh, not put the God. subtle in subterfuge. <laughs> not at all. Oh, but they're so damn cute. His show. <laughs> also, I do have a question. So the mask will just change his face? Yeah, I wondered about that. I was like, won't the rest of him look like a fear bulb? And isn't that potentially going to be a problem? But I guess it would be easier to put him in a disguise or something, you know, like an outfit that would make yeah. him less obvious. Hmm. Yeah. Is there some sort of like fantasy hazmat suit he could wear that then like you just change the face? Mm. Also, how different build wise is like an ogre and a fear bulb? Mm. I mean, it depends. Mm-hmm. on what versions you're looking at, I think. Fair. But I would say, yeah, Fearbulgs, to my understanding, are just kind of stockier, bigger. Some make them look very, uh, like, their face is more um, almost cow-like. Yeah. Okay. But, so sort of like some... a tauren in World of Warcraft. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I mean, the art varies, and you have to assume exactly. that just like with humans, humans vary in appearance what? fairly significantly. No. <laughs> And that it would also it would also make sense that, that they might vary as well. So and and also, you know, orcs or whoever else is is around, there may be some some differences in, in size and build yeah. and coloration and everything, like oh, the whole structure of their body. So yeah. I, presumably just the face is going to be enough to you know, in passing. It could like, pass, yeah. Yeah. I feel like so far with the faces he's gathered. 
between as far as Taryn and Chef Mike go, I'm like, oh, Chef Mike, that might be very useful. Also handsome, exactly. <laughs> and he's not he's not necessarily trying to impersonate a specific individual so much as just seem slightly less obvious. So that might be that's true. That's true. You know. Yeah, I think also the fact that Taryn is a centaur would also yeah, like that's a very different body type. So just <laughs> yes. I think that's where I was like, huh? How uh-huh. how how much does this go? How far Argo's just gonna to have this? to stand behind him and grab his waist, and they'll hope that no one's oh, looking too close. <laughs> they'll do like a horse costume thing. Okay, <laughs> all right. Taryn is so mad. She's already pissed. <laughs> it's definitely offensive in some way. So offensive. Oh my god, she's so mad. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> Taryn, you're going to get, hopefully, hopefully Gray extended the uh, the black card to her, too. He's like, you know what? <laughs> Just get yourself something nice. All right. I'm sorry. Well, and honestly, I mean, most of what the Fearbulg then subsequently decides to do in the, in the sort of next scenes is that he wants to just hang around and get people used to him being there. So the sack may not so really smart. matter in the end anyway. <laughs> it might not. might just be a backup plan, you know. But if, if yeah. he can get them used to him, then he'll start there. Yeah. Which is a great idea. Mm-hmm. And I liked the co- comboing that with um, you can kind of watch security, see where they're moving, mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. who might be going where. Exactly. Again, I'm I'm very much visualizing like the office, like overhead fluorescent lights. <laughs> like I, I know Travis, again, Travis built a beautiful world for us and I'm just defaulting to what I know. That's hilarious. I think for me, as far as this atrium goes, because he, you know, says it's like, oh, all big and open and you can see the three floors up. I sort of picture it, you know, glass front windows exactly. like, all the way up. Exactly so I'm picturing a lot that. of mm-hmm. natural light coming in, probably a beautiful dome piece mm-hmm. on the top. People letting- in suits. Definitely uh, people in suits. There's just like people carrying briefcases. I was saying like, briefcases abound. Yes. Yeah. Okay, perfect. But also fantasy. <laughs> but also fantasy, of course. <laughs> they have like longer beards than yeah. I would be used to. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's time to split up and get a little bit more of a lay of the land of the hog. Mm-hmm. Are you so excited to talk about this <laughs> I moment? was going to say. And it's like, how do we segue into this? That, that is sounding super First, awkward. <laughs> Argo goes to meet the most beautiful human woman anybody has ever seen in all of Nua. (laughs) Even when he was describing her, he was like, oh, it's a human woman with pink hair. I was like, oh, she sounds cute. And then I love that Argo immediately was like, your hair is beautiful. (laughs) Flirting. Flirting, Argo. he can't help it. It's his default (laughs) setting, I think. It is. I appreciate it. Um, And then when she does insist that he give her a name, even if he's just visiting... What did he even say his name is? I uh, Blofeld Johnson. <laughs> so, uh, hello, nice to meet you. And of course, she says, "It's nice to meet you." My name is Bailey Kern. It was so cute. So can I just say, uh, when I was listening the first time, when I'm doing my notes, I just like skip through the middle part because I'm like focused entirely on the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I go from like one scene to the next. Right. Whereas on my re-listen, I just let it play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I missed the middle part where he was like giving the name <laughs> shout outs and everything. So I went into it and she said Bailey Kern. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> it was so cute. You were ready to sue for IP infringement, like not knowing. I'm going to call my lawyers. Oh, no, it's nice. Okay. <laughs> See, I, I knew because I had um, I had a, a friend in a podcast discord that I'm in get extremely mm-hmm. excited about a half hour before I listened to the episode. Um, <laughs> and then another another friend as well who who added me on Twitter. So so I knew like uh, like going in, which was a little bit of a stressful way to listen to the episode the first time, to be honest, because oh, no, I didn't yeah. I didn't really know exactly what, what it meant. Yeah, they were just like, yeah, there's an NPC. And I was like, okay (laughs) Um, so i was just sort of waiting you know the whole time like and and uh trying very hard to not be distracted but uh sure definitely a little bit distracted by that fair (laughs) fair yeah i'm very glad i got to be surprised by it i was i was happy with it it was a nice delightful little surprise what about you b um i also kind of had the heads up via a twitter shout out Oh, which is funny because i don't hang out on twitter a lot or (laughs) (laughs) no i think it was actually instagram 
Oh, yes, yes, yes. There was, was a little Instagram That's shout it. out. Yes. yes, very oh, sweet. Oh, yes. That From was our after dear friend. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and it was kind of the same. Like, it's like, I don't know what this means besides <laughs> there's an existence of us or we got a shout out or something. So, like, okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and then when I listened the first time, I did hear him say us very specifically. Mm-hmm. So, thank you, Trav. Um, Thanks, Trav. Thank Travis for Travis. But then I felt, I was like, wait, did I miss her? Mm, or, right, because she hadn't like, shown up yet. She hadn't shown up yet. So I was like, do I have to go back? Like, if I'm that bad at listening and taking uh, notes, I didn't hear my own name. <laughs> and I was like, oh, here she is. Okay, we're doing great. I, yes. I appreciate that That in the moment he chose to make this character Southern as the, the, the one Southern <laughs> one of the three of us, even though I do not have an accent. <laughs> yeah, here are the things I like about Bailey Kern in this whole scene. Um, One, her name. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, Two, her accent. These mm-hmm. are the, all the things I wrote down. Three, her suspicion. Uh-huh. I appreciate that. I appreciate the fact also we learn that she does her own hair. Yeah. So w- the the real question is which one of the three of us is going to dye our hair pink? Is it like <laughs> be inspired by this? <laughs> I know both B and I sometimes have pink hair. That was my thought going into this. I was like, we're all sometimes human, sometimes female, sometimes have pink hair. This is just like us. <laughs> I'm I'm too much of a slacker to dye my hair. I've never dyed my hair. I always think you about have it. Beautiful dark hair, yeah. That's true. I always think about it, but then I then I get scared of the whole like bleaching process. Yeah, and I have not I have not gotten it together to do it. That's fair. That's fair. If if ever we get to hang out again, <laughs> if you want to play around with color, we could uh, do like a section, like a little bit of it, hmm. a different color. That could be cute. I do have a lot of pink wigs. I have cosplayed a, a reasonable number of characters with pink hair for some reason. So I mean, it's a great color. People do love pink hair. I will say that for sure. This is true. The best times I go to Disney World back when that was a thing. Anytime I had pink or purple, any color hair, people always, uh, they just loved it. That's true. I did love my colored hair when I had it. And then my chiropractor made me not have it. <laughs> he was the only person I know who just hated it. Hated it. What? Hated it. I know. Hated the well, color in the hair. That's so I weird. I know. I told him. I was like, you don't have hair. You don't get to judge. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Amen to that. That is absolutely true. Um, so here's what I do appreciate, because very much like now, as I was listening, meeting Bailey Kern was such a surprise and a delight. It derailed me completely because I had to stop <laughs> everything. I had to message both of you girls. I had to message my Discord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let everybody know. I had to get up and strut around the room and like strike poses. And then I chatted with all of you a little bit more, chatted on Discord some more. And then 20 minutes later, I sat back down and was like, okay, where were we? What were we doing? Derek, yeah. hopefully you get a little. I say he'll he'll get in there next time. When Derek the cat gets into the hog to wreak some havoc, <laughs> Bailey mm-hmm. Kern will be the one who can snap him up and be like, "I'll I got him." Exactly. No in the meantime, we're we're going to have to do a haircut later. Apparently, apparently, so... yes. <laughs> Again, I'm like, what is happening? What is going on here? And how? She is so actually us. Right. Stylish as hell. Can't say no to things, even though it's yeah. such a fucking weird request. Like It is so weird. And again, she's sus when he asks about the badges, which, yes, love, mm-hmm. because... Yes. Never I mean, trust hello. anyone. Don't pet yes. cats. You don't know. Exactly. We did get more of that information that the, the badges themselves are made of precious metals mm-hmm. and precious mm-hmm. gems. So, like, they are worth quite a bit beyond just, like, we know that Argo, well, maybe not initially, is after it for monetary value. He just wants mm-hmm. to be able to go wherever he wants. Amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, But, of course, she's like, are you going to steal my vacuum? <laughs> but... It ends up, yes, somehow becoming, okay, I guess I can trim your hair later. Maybe back here. <laughs> Remains to be seen if that scene happens or not. I'm, I'm very oh, curious if it does. I hope so. I also hope so. I do, yeah, when we get to the end of the episode, I'm interested to hear what we think will happen next. But we go now with Fitz over to the mailroom. And so as Argo is losing hair, <laughs> Fitz is putting some off. Ah, there you go. <laughs> And putting on this character. Buck Humpnick. <laughs> of all the names that they come up with when they have to think of something in the moment. <laughs> it's everything. It's everything. Oh. And he's meeting, did he say Mander or Nander? N- Nander. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> and he said it three times and it sounded different to me each time. I was like, wait, what's happening? I kept thinking of Nandor from what we do in the shadows. So. Yes. Oh. And 
here's the thing about Bug Humpsman that you have to know. He's coming in hot. Oh, he absolutely. Is ready to make up this job and take it all in one <laughs> breath. He's sitting backwards on his chair. You know he means oh, business. Oh, the cool way. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm already impressed. Of course. You want to come up with a job to give to this guy. <laughs> And even everything he delivers, this whole, like, loving mail so much, uh, when lines get crossed, that crosses the line. I love this, like, teamwork between brothers in the background here. And I am glad that he he had to do a little bit more rolling than Argo had to do, who just kind of mm-hmm. got away with it, who's just going to have a haircut later. Fine. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fair to just, as, as a DM, to just be so much like, no, I want to see where you're going with this, that you just don't yeah. stop to ask somebody to mm-hmm. roll. I'll allow it, he says. Yeah. But luckily, the the rolling that Griffin does have to do, he does very well. Mm-hmm. And Fitz is blowing this guy's mind. <laughs> and he's hired. Be here tomorrow morning. You're going to meet Kai. Yeah, I mean, now I'm wondering, like, should we all be talking about Operation Dumbo Drop in, in interviews? Oh is this, is this was... how to get hired? That might be it. Well, and I've always, it. always sat in the chair the correct way. No more. Next I'm time. I'm flipping that around. Turn it around. Mm-hmm. Really connecting. I think another key to it is to go in with a fake name and then reveal your true name. Like... <laughs> your secret male identity. Exactly. <laughs> I very much enjoyed, as I as I often do, hearing Justin perishing in the background. Like when something really gets him and it's just like, you, you have to start to wonder if he's okay. That That's how you know it's a good joke. It's exactly. Like, is Justin doing... Okay, yes. He, he's good. He's good. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, Chud Chud, what was it? Bobsman? Bobsman. Yep. <laughs> Mail carrier for hire. God. <laughs> he works alone. Well, he works alone except for the poor NPC he's going to be paired with, Kai. Oh, Kai. <laughs> Hold on, babe. Another person who's in for a wild ride with what their NPC gets up to. <laughs> I know. I hope Kai is listening like, oh boy. So uh, we'll have to wait and see how that goes tomorrow at 6 a.m. But for now, we go back to the atrium where, of course, Beerbulg is hanging out. And he decides he's going to go chat with uh, Handsome Mike a little bit more. And chow on scones. All the scones. All the scones that they bought and didn't eat. And then all the scones other people bought and... You know, maybe left a little bit on a plate. And... So you're picturing him like going from table to table, just eating the scraps people left? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, no. That's what's happening. He's just going up to people like, are you going to finish that and taking their scones? No, not so much. I mean, but if he did, I think he could get away with it. I think he could too. And it's a really good way of like getting people, again, his whole purpose is getting you used to the idea that there's a fear bulk here. And this Fearbulg's job is just to clean up after you when you leave your scones out on the table. Even if you just got up to go to the bathroom, you should have watched it. (laughs) If you just took a bite and put it down, you look down, it's gone. It's gone. Who took it? (laughs) Oh, the new Fearbulg who works here. He's he's this, like, scone monster. Like, cookie monster. Ah. That's right. Oh, my God. A Fearbulg puppet would be so cute. And... (laughs) <laughs> do you want 18 more things to do? I have some ideas. For you. Oh God. <laughs> See, I had imagined him uh, almost like he was going to sample all of the berry scones because, mm-hmm. of course, they find this uh, this camaraderie between enjoying a, a fine berry, him and mm-hmm. handsome Mike. Which means he is, in fact, going to try the ogre berries and not really pay attention to the fact that Chef Mike has said they get you high. <laughs> And it is unclear in what fashion at this point. <laughs> right? He's rolling those dice. He's like, all right, yeah, I'll go for it. Let's try this berry. Keep the scones coming, big boy. <laughs> he embraces God. life, the fear bulk. <laughs> he truly, truly does. And they even they get into this discussion about deliveries. So, you know, he's thinking he's he's trying to see what kind of connections he can make mm-hmm. here, how he can make himself available to get around this place. And and he does get useful information because one of the people, his top customer, who likes scones the most, like maybe as much as him, is one of the guards. I mean, yes, a perfect combination. <laughs> oh, and in fact, they're right over there. That's Holifer. And ingeniously, Fearbulg says, fill up this weird sack with a bunch of scones. I'm going to go take them over to your customer over there. <laughs> Poor Chef Mike's like, we have a bag. You don't need to do that. I have bags right here. No, 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 no. It's fine. Put it again. I imagine this mask looking like fucking Scarecrow's mask from speaking of Chris <laughs> exactly. Nolan movies. Like, it is Killian Murphy walking around to, hey, what's up? But, like, oh, no. that's the sort of, like, nightmare mask I'm imagining in this scenario. I was thinking, like, Rorschach's mask. 
mask, but if okay. it was empty, Ooh. so sort of more like a spandex sock sort of situation. <laughs> okay. But All not right. bright white, you know, so it just it sure. looks a little bit, a little bit maybe like not a mm-hmm. thing you want to put food in. Sure. Yeah. Well, yes. Either way, I'm like, if people are going to be putting their faces in there, which I guess we haven't yet, but whenever you do now, it will smell of delicious mm-hmm. scones, so... This is a treat for later, Fearbulg. And I just saw a burlap sack. Without the nightmare face on it. No no nightmare face, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm assuming it's getting more nightmarish the more he throws it around and mm. has people rub their faces on it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it does have, like, a default <laughs> mode that, like, when, when you get it, it's just, like, a generic, like, a smiley face, like, two dots in a line. Horrifying, yeah. <laughs> kind of like those, uh, you know, so it's, basi- it's basically like a thank you for shopping bag. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The fantasy version. See, now I can feel that full scones okay. and not feel bad about it. Okay. So is it, I mean, I guess then the, the, I, the, then the smiley face is either going to be upside down when you have it on or when oh, it's, it's in upside a bag down. mode. No, it's definitely okay. upside okay. down. <laughs> Got it. Like it. Okay. But that's kind of the tell that like, wink, it's a mask. I like this. It works on multiple levels. And then this is perfect. He takes this burlap, thank you for shopping bag over to Holifer. <laughs> They have a little bit, they, they they get a little bit of a rapport with one another. Yeah, it's, go, it's going relatively well, considering that this strange person has come up to them with like a with bag a ton of, scones. of scones. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's not the most um, elegant kind of intro and meet cute, but it'll work. Yeah, yeah, they don't have much of a conversation. Like it's it's sort of, they get to the point of like, oh, hey, I love scones, you love scones. Okay, I will take some scones re- from you. And then almost and- immediately... <laughs> Uh, the fear bulb starts talking about the giant pigeon. So, <laughs> right, that's it. There we go. This was this was right as the edible was kicking in. Mm-hmm. There we go. Mm-hmm. Halford's uh, like, oh yeah, I've seen this before. I do love that. Yes, just lay down on the floor. <laughs> I'll guard you and your scones. That. <laughs> yeah, clearly Holifer has has been here. I mean, I do I do have a lot of questions about why Chef Mike is allowed to sell these at all in the atrium of this very important business. <laughs> Government I mean, organization. Right. Now, if you wanted to take that and compound on it, it's like, what is Chef Mike up to? Who you does know, he I, know? Is he also working for Gray? I mean, I, I like maybe he's just a culinary innovator. And I, I think, you know. That could be. They taste amazing, and he doesn't want the fact that they get you high and that you may start hallucinating to stand in the way of flavor. Mm. And that's beautiful. I buy that. And maybe we can check in with Mike later and go on another culinary adventure. (laughs) Uh, For right now, we check back in. And as Griffin very deftly reminds all of us, um, so far our recon is Argo's going to get a haircut, Fearbug's going to have a quick (laughs) trip, nap, and Fitzroy did get a job. So one (laughs) of them... Fearbulk has been crushing bureaucrat Pokemon Go. Don't want to pass that up because Holifer's got Holifer too, even he despite did. the giant pigeon. <laughs> Maybe he has a pigeon in there as well. We'll find <laughs> out. <laughs> Next time on Bureaucrat Pokemon Go. <laughs> That's right. Save your game. He'll come back to it after his little nap. Uh, and so I like to imagine after his chat with Bailey, maybe um, Argo was going to go and try to do something else and maybe get a little bit more recon. Or what if maybe he's just standing at reception reading a magazine? I don't know. Regardless, <laughs> he's still waiting for his new best friend to come cut his hair. <laughs> when all of a sudden, we hear some voices. Did you girls know right away? Could you tell? Yeah. 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 I knew right away. <laughs> I don't think I knew right away, but I had a hunch. Yeah. You knew it was going to be some shit because sure mm-hmm. enough, we get a little bit more insight as to who this big ceremony is for tomorrow. And it's somebody's promotion. We're getting all these little info, these little tidbits. And sure enough, it is the Commodore digivolving to Admiral <laughs> tomorrow. They have they have a problem. Argo's, Argo may need a little bit more than a haircut if they're going to mm. avoid... Avoid the Commodore here. He really yeah. might. This is where I'm hoping the next episode, Bailey is going to be helping out our boy. I don't know exactly like what's going to happen. Like full makeover. Definitely. Ooh, love that. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> She's like, hey, I have another pink wig here you can wear. <laughs> we got this. I'm hoping our new friends, Nander, Bailey Kern, Holifer, Handsome Mike. <laughs> Kai, yet, yet to be met. Kai, yes. Kai's going to come in. We don't even know what they're going to get up to, but I'm very much looking forward to what we're going to get into for the rest, because this is still just like recon day. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that big countdown to heist clock is ticking, ticking down. Oh, it's full on. Yeah. Watchmen visuals here. That big clock. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited about it. This is this is very fun. I like this uh, this scheming, this plotting, this having to be clever and creative. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see what all they do with their their new gifts, their new little <laughs> toys that they got from their daddy. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> their sugar daddy. Ugh. Their demon daddy. Say, their sugar demon. There you go. Ooh. Oh my gosh! I gotta go. <laughs> Is there anything, while Brittany's left, is there anything that we wanted to bring up now that we forgot to mention earlier? I wanted to mention that the new, like, heist music, I guess, um, when they were talking about what they were going to buy, that was really good music, and I support it. Mm -hmm. I was really, really into that specific tune. Yeah. I would like to bring up uh, Chef Mike catching the hell out of the bag and reminding him of his days back in the Royal Ballet. So Travis is killing it with just kind of the off the cuff, yes, ending with these NPCs. And it's just been a delight. It's so good. Thank you for bringing that up. I can't believe I didn't take a single note on it. But yes, him and the tea connoisseur. I'm like, yes, tell me everything about these characters. I hope they're friends with each other. They should be. Or maybe they're bitter rivals. Ooh. Ooh. Maybe they used to dance together. Wait, what? Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Hold on. Now I have to go start writing the my fan next fan. Yeah, now, now all the, uh, the NPCs based on fans have to have their own spinoff, right? I'm here for it. Yes. I wanted to just, like, shout out to Travis because in the description, I, I don't know if you guys caught this or not, but in the description of uh, of the atrium and of the sublevels, the, the way down to the sublevels is a ramp. And mm-hmm. like, hey, props oh. for not doing stairs yeah. and making making this this world more accessible, especially accessible. since like there are centaurs that work there. There are all kinds of different different people. We know that there are people who use wheelchairs, which may or may not be able to, to do stairs because they're magic yeah. so they can do what they want. Mm-hmm. But uh, but having ramps is a good move. Huh. Yeah, you were right. I did not catch that at all. But I love that you did. And I love that he added it. That is a nice, thoughtful detail. Mm-hmm. And again, not sure if he's hearing any of this, but thanks once more for mm-hmm. letting us be in some small way a part of this beautiful world that you're building. It's an honor and a privilege. It truly, truly <laughs> is. <laughs> well, Derek's here telling us it's time to go over to the polls. Come on, everybody. <laughs> so last year we asked, what's the name of the handbook for birderers? You'll be pleased to know that Birder She Wrote will be on shelves soon <laughs> in a store near you. <laughs> Check your local Barnes and Nobles. Exactly. Thanks for playing, everybody, and thanks for voting. This time, we want to know, what's your favorite fantasy convenience food? We'll have that pull up over on our Twitter, at RomancingZone, and we'll meet everybody back here in two weeks. Till then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and thank you for joining us. We're, We're Bailey Kern, Kern, and we've, we've been, been Romancing, romancing the, the Zone. zone.